Hey, welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodney and Gary Callagher here from Remax. Gary is coming to you from the Twin Ports of Duluth and Superior, and I am coming to you from down in Punta Gorda, Florida, where uh, my wife Debbie and I now live. Gary, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, Jim. How's it going? We're doing Pretty well up good. here. How's your weather? Uh, uh, probably the same as yours. It's like 89. I don't know what the weather is in Duluth, in Duluth I guess. So it's actually 84. Not that bad. 84. How's it? Well, it's hazy. We've got those smokes coming in from, uh, or that smoke from those wildfires coming in from Canada. And uh, uh, so it's it's kind of a a hazy thing, a haze hanging over the city. It was very, very thick um, Friday morning and um, woke up and I thought it was foggy, but it wasn't. It was all that smoke. So that's kind of a weird sensation. Quite frankly, and then you go outside and and you smell all this stuff, and uh, uh, yeah, to have it close to us like that, it's uh, something that we don't normally deal with. I think these fires year after year are becoming very unnerving. I mean, it's just like what in the heck? You know, I don't remember any of this when I was a kid. Do you? No, not to this level. I mean, occasionally we would have something, but nothing right. to this level where, where this stuff is happening annually like this. It's uh, it is unnerving and it's unfortunate. But uh, exactly, we got to deal with it. But a lot of real estate going on. We got some uh, big stuff. We we, we kind of have a neat show. We got going to have Greg Fulmer coming in here on on one of our segments, and he's going to give us an update on the sale of the central building on the hill. And right. that uh, was something that we talked about the last time that he was on the show, but he couldn't say too much, and there, they hadn't actually uh, accepted or decided to accept the offer but that there was a purchase agreement on it so it sounds like they've done that at this point and we're going to get an update from him and uh we've got that going on and then we're going to talk a little bit jim here about these um vacation rentals in in duluth on this side of the bridge because it's become a, a fairly big issue i think and it's 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 a market that is i think booming and there's a big demand for this thing and uh, the News Tribune had an article in the paper earlier this week, and you and I have talked about this recently, about the uh, uh, the vacation rentals and how Duluth has a cap on the number of those units that, that they'll allow across the whole city. Um, and the fact that... Th- and the, the cap dem- is like 50, isn't it? I think it's 60. I thought they had increased it a little bit, but apparently they didn't according to that, that article. Oh, yeah. But, but um, yeah, you're right. Sixty. Um, the the city of Superior, I think, is reaping the benefits of Duluth putting a cap on this thing because I'm personally working with people that want to buy these units and and convert them into VRBOs, and I do know people that have them over there. They're being very successful with them, and the city of Superior has much more lax rules on them and. And um, so whether or not that's impacting what Duluth is doing, I don't know. But the fact that there's such a demand for these and the city doesn't allow them, I think is um, something that I think the pressure is just on at this point, Jim, and, and that the city is uh, uh, or the market is kind of dictating that, that they want this and the city of Duluth has capped this. And so, you know, and all the city is starting to revisit this. And so um, – uh, whether or not I think this will pass, you know what? Once they do it, I think that four of the city councilors have sponsored this resolution, and so um, uh, and they interviewed uh, one of these uh, people that have bought this. And interestingly enough, the guy 
that they're referring to um, one of these properties that are in there. And uh, this is over in the Observation Hill area. And it's a big house. And I remember this house being on the market. It was actually a foreclosure. And I actually looked at this house in that foreclosure market when it was on the market. And I kept thinking to myself, wow, this thing is massive. It's huge. It it, it was in a little bit of disrepair. But um, spectacular views of this place. Um, and this guy apparently bought this, has fixed it up. And uh, they... Uh, at the time, they said he could get up to uh, 17 people in this house as a vacation rental, Fine. which which I thought was, you know, you get 17 people in a house on any given night, you're going to disturb the neighborhood. I don't care one way or another. It's just, that's just the way it's going to yep. be. And so I thought, well, that's, that's a lot of people, you know, and so it looks like they've, um, are working with this gentleman and that their maximum that they will allow in there is like 13. Um, but um, it, um, I, I think it's good that the city of Duluth is recognizing that they have to start allowing this. They have to open this up a little bit more. And I think the council, uh, Ros Randorf, uh, the councilor um, in that Park Point district, which Park Point really has the majority of these vacation rentals in the whole city. I think they have, I forget what the percentage was, but it was a pretty high percentage. Um, yeah, they were saying that the, there was a guy that's been waiting for 20 months or something like that. Well, there's um, th- there's a there's a like a two year backlog of these things, right? Jim, and uh, how do Are you compete people, with that? Yeah, I, I'm very curious if, if somebody just said, you know what, I'm going to sign up for that license because there's only 60 of them. Um, and they have the license, but they haven't used it yet. I wonder if there's any of those situations out there, you know, just adding, I want to add value, potential value to my house. I am probably not going to use it as a VRBO, but when I do sell my house in a couple of years, um, I can, I can put in the, uh, you know, the remarks there or whatever that it is, got a license. Uh, and I wonder if that license is transferable. No, they're not. When they're if you not. no, that they're not, okay. and uh, I don't think they allow that situation as they did with like the rental licenses where you could get a license, right. and even if you didn't rent your house out, you would have it as a rental. That we went through that whole thing with the uh, three hundred foot rule, um, but the uh, vacation rental permits are different. And if you sell your property and you have a permit, it doesn't transfer to the new owner. Uh, now I and I've been involved in a couple of these, so I do believe that the if somebody buys that property and they want to use it as a vacation rental, they can go reapply, do the application. And I believe the city's been, I think, very, very good about letting those permits stay with the property, but they the new person has to go through the process and it was in the, as it was an existing permit, I'm not aware of them saying uh to anybody, no, we're not going to grant that one. I'm I'm pretty sure that they've granted every uh permit for a reuse when somebody else buys it, but they don't just transfer um, upon the sale. Right. What's well, very interesting, and, and, and 60 isn't very many. Um, I, I just wonder, they say they're going to improve it some, or they're talking about improving it some. I wonder if they've got a number in mind. I didn't see that in the article. Did you Did you hear or see anything about that? Yeah, they, they were going to, um, it was like a percentage that they, I think the number was like 3%. They wanted to, um, uh, they would increase the number of uh, those vacation rentals uh, by a percentage, but up to 10 per year max. I believe that's 
you know, or, or they would increase it by the amount equivalent to 10% of the new housing constructed each year. So if we have, uh, you know, X amount of number of new houses built, that's the percentage of vacation rentals that they would allow annually for the next six years. Uh, and so we'll have to see how that goes. I don't necessarily like right. that formula. I think that they should open it up a little bit more and be a little bit, you know, more lenient in that type of a formula. And I think they should allow these rentals or these these VRBOs uh, on a much larger uh, basis. I think that they should be able to, you know, if people want to do this. But but the, but I also think that you have to be very careful, Jim, about upsetting the 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 balance of these neighborhoods. And and again, you know, I'll refer to the 300-foot rule and all that rental licensing that we went through back in the late 2000s. Um, you you do have to have um, keep your minds about you about these neighborhoods because you can't have these rentals in. And remember, vacation rentals are really going to be uh, used from people that aren't from the area. And if they come in and they're disturbing the peace and they're partying all night, and they're doing all that kind of stuff. I think that kind of stuff really affects the quality of life of the existing uh, people that live in the neighborhood. So I think you really have to be concerned about that. And and so I would like to see a, a little bit more of these units allowed. But I would also like to see that if they become reoccurring nuisances, that those permits then could then be pulled. Because if you can't maintain these right. properties and you can't, uh, you know, respect the neighborhood that you're in, then, you know, you got to get your hand slapped or whatever. Get your permit pulled or suspended and until you conform, whatever. Um, I think you really have to be concerned about that. And so I, I think that if we allowed more of them, and, and I think the city council, Ros Randorf, wanted to see a little bit more of uh, equity across the city, allow them in different parts of the city or, or you know, whatever, because they're certainly centrally located down on Park Point. There's just a ton of them. Um, and so if we could get them spread out across the city a little bit more, is that a good thing? Would would a, would a vacation rental out in Gary New Duluth be as successful as somebody, uh, one that's in Observation Hill or, uh, you know, downtown or whatever? And I don't know the answer to that, but I do believe that people, when they – when they want to rent these places, they're renting them for a reason, and they want to be close to these attractions, these tourist attractions. So I think you you kind of run the risk of of if you're really outside of of what I would call the the radius of where uh, the tourist attractions are, maybe you're not going to be as active. I don't know, but um, uh, it's just something. Well, that, quite, I, to your question though, of uh, would something in 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 you know Morgan Park or Gary, you know New Duluth or something that's not really close to the lake. I think that that would work as well. I think people want to come there, enjoy the area, and not everybody's going to be able to afford a VRBO that's down on Park Point. Um, Jim, we you know, got about I'm thirty assuming, seconds in this segment. I got you. So I'm just I, I'm, I'm thinking that um, having them all down around Park Point is going to kind of set the price point a little high for some people. So. All right, Gary, let's take a break here. You're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the second segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show with Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher from REMAX. Um, Gary, why don't we give out our phone numbers here? Uh, folks, if you want to get a hold of me down here in Punta Gorda, Florida, to buy a house um, or to you know anything that you want to know about the area as far as uh, real estate goes, give me a call. 
My number is 218-348-7653. And Gary? Jim, I'm at 218-390-0615. And I again want to put a shout out to if anybody has any riverfront property, be it just land or with a with a house on it or lakefront, very similar, or anything with a view overlooking Lake Superior, you know, let me know. I have some buyers that are looking for these specific type properties. And again, I'm at 218-390-0615. All right, Gary, let's get into some of our local real estate stories. Um, I'll, I'll start out here. Um, the market down here is is crazy. Um, I was I was a little bit late to our recording, as a matter of fact, because I'm I'm trying to keep up on a on a daily basis, and lately it's been very busy. Um, I've been entertaining some people from. Um, actually, they live in Superior. They sold their house and they want to move down here to Florida. Uh, and um, we we found a house um, via a video connection um, that we used uh, several days ago, and they were coming down here on this trip to go through on the home inspection. And you know what? When we went through the house together, um, and they were there live for the first time, you know, they decided it wasn't for them. And um, we went ahead and canceled that purchase agreement that we were successful getting. And, and now we're, we're, um, we're looking again at other houses. And in the state of Florida, uh, there's a certain window of time frame. You can set it. Uh, the default is 15 days um, for a home inspection. And, and at any time, uh, for any reason, you can cancel a purchase agreement during that time frame. And uh, that's what they chose to do. So we're, we're back to the drawing board, so to speak, which is fine with me. And uh, we're going to look at some other houses this afternoon. So it's very interesting down here. The market is is busy. And uh, um, but, you know, there's uh, it's, it's it's fun, Gary. I think when you when you're showing people houses virtually, but. I always want to follow it up with, please get down here right away to look at this house, go with on the inspection, just in case when you get there and you physically are, um, you know, examining the property. If you have a change of mind, then you have the time frame to do it. So how are things up there? Well, I think things have eased up up here, um, but I think it's still stable. I still think that there's activity going on. And, and right. I know, I, you know, you and I have been talking. I had been a little bit slow in terms of you know showing houses, listing houses, those types of things. But recently, I've I've gotten a bit busy, and so you know I think the market is still good. Uh, I think it's still active, and I think a couple of things that have that we have talked about recently. But I want to give an update to them because I think they're just really incredible for this marketplace. Number one, we talked about that house on Park Point that hit the market for $2.5 million about a month or so ago. Right. Well, that's pending. Wow. So somebody's made an offer on that and it's been accepted and it's pending. It's going to sell. And then another- and Where is this one located again? That was, that was down, I think, in the 4200 block of Park Point. So it's down the ways, okay. and they had the. There was an article in the newspaper about this thing, and it was just a beautiful home down there. But two point five million, it we just we don't have those types of sale prices for residential housing here up in Duluth, Jim. And I I go back. I, it has to be twenty some years ago where I think the the next 
price that was close to that two million was a house. I think it was the old Mickey Pellucci house on on thirty fifth between thirty fifth and thirty sixth Avenue East on Superior Street. I think that sold for one point nine or two point one right ever right in there, which at the time was just like crazy. And then there was one of those houses on the on Lake Superior on like thirty sixth. Uh, one of the old mansions. It was, and th- and this goes back into the the mid nineties. And I think at that time that right. house was like three point some million. I don't know if you remember Gail Olson of Duluth Realty. Oh, this, yeah. this is I going know. way back when she had that thing listed. And and I think that I don't remember the sale price, but it was a couple of million dollars at least, and it probably was closer to three million. So the fact that we get these types of prices on homes and and it's rare, and it's even rarer that we sell them. Is just to me, just like shaking my head. The um, uh, there was another one that hit the market down on Park Point in the twenty one hundred block of Park Point er- earlier this week for nine hundred thousand. And I had actually set an appointment to show this place, and I got a notice the day before the showing. I got a notice on Wednesday, and we we're scheduled to show it on Thursday that uh, they canceled the showing. And I looked at the notice and it says, under contract pending. Wow. And I and I called the agent and I said, what the heck? I said, why didn't you, you know, even give us a chance to get in there? He said, the sellers, but the guy wrote the offer. The seller said, if you'll give us the full price in a cashier's check so we have the money in escrow and he wanted to close within a week, that they would take it. And he did that. So wow. they've got the, this full price nine hundred thousand uh, dollars sitting in escrow waiting for this thing to close, and uh, what do you do? What do you do? So the fact that we're getting in Park Point is just absolutely as hot as it could possibly want to be down there. People wanting to buy houses. So the fact that we're having this type of activity and these types of sale prices, and I checked that market over five hundred thousand for residential houses in the city, and it's just incredible. It's just incredible the, the the number of these properties. So I'm kind of curious as to whether or not some of these doctors are coming in, you know, for the new essential medical campus that's going up, and there things are starting to happen. So we could have the next couple of years here, Jim, where we're seeing this type of activity with this residential housing, this upper end market, uh, just really start to explode, and and you're seeing the, the the value of some of these houses that are coming on the market that are over a million dollars. Uh, one of those sold recently down on London Road. It was like 28th and London Road, one of the first houses as you come off the freeway. And and they paid like $1.1 million for this house, and you, and you go buy this place, and there's construction crews in there. So wow. mm-hmm. they're doing some renovation in this place, and, and it's not going to be cheap. And so just another indicator that this upper-end market in this city is really – taken off and the amount of people that are that are wanting to move into this area i think is still very healthy still very stable and i don't know when it's going to end but um it's exciting to see it and it's exciting to be a part of it uh you know in this marketplace because it's very unusual for for it to happen up here in the twin ports i hear you there and you know i'll tell you this these folks that i'm showing houses to down here um talk about you know the market uh I have five houses to show them um, this afternoon, and that's unusual. So I would say that our inventory here is up, um, which is which is a good thing. So maybe maybe we are kind of in a little bit of a of a uh, not a downturn. I can't say that, but a pause and the super busy here, um, and but nothing is slow by any any um, any imaginative um, 
way at all. It's all pretty darn busy. So, Well, let me give you an example. I've got some s- statistics here. So far this year in the city of Duluth, Duluth proper only, we've sold 653 houses with an average sale price of 281 I'm going to say $282,000, which is unprecedented to begin with, that average sale price. We've never had it that high. And so to see that type of a number with that many units that are, have sold, uh, you know, that's that's pretty astounding. You know, and then we have an average days on market in the city of Duluth of 17 days. Um, you know, you got you got a friend there. And um, uh, we've got the city of Hermantown. They've sold 54 houses. And listen to this average sale price, $401,000. So you got an average sale price in the city of Hermantown of over 400,000 with 54 units sold. Uh, again, staggering, just incredible. And then you look at Cloquet, and we've talked about Cloquet for years and what a good market this is and what a good market it would be to invest in housing up there. And for years, that that market up there had a, an average sale price of under 100000 Well, so far, Cloquet this year has sold 106 homes with an average sale price of $215,000. So, wow. you know, again, you know, average days on the market up in Cloquet is 14 days, you know, and then and then we look at two harbors, another another city or an area that was very depressed during the the uh, uh, the recession. I mean, we we talked about two harbors for years and they were selling maybe 10 to 20 houses a year up there. Right. A year per year. Right. And now, you know, just over half a year, they've already sold 54 houses up in Two Harbors with an average sale price of $234,000. So, um, you know, know, this residential housing market here in the Twin Ports, Jim, it's just not letting up. I think a lot of it was, you know, as we got into that late winter through the spring months where, where this market up here was just incredible. You know, there are many multiple offers on houses, uh, writing offers, 30, 40, 50. I was aware of one one offer that was $100,000 over the list price. And, you know, the, they that one, those particular people didn't get that house. But that's what people had to do in order just to compete, just to get into the game. They had to offer those types of numbers over the list price just to be considered. And so, you know, we've transitioned from, from a, a market that, you know, when you got an offer, you were excited, and right. you know it's like, how soon can we get it to the seller so the seller can accept this thing? To now, they put a house on the market, and it's like, oh, we're not going to present offers for a week. So you get ten, yeah. fifteen offers, and you got to wait. You know, we've never had that type of stuff, and so, but it's not just the Twin Ports. That's all. That was all across the country that, that this real estate market was just. Nuts, and so how long it continues, and and how energe- how much energy stays in this residential housing market? I don't know. Uh, the mortgage interest rates again, they're down. They've come down after a lot of experts had predicted that they were going to go up as we got into the second half of this year, and they still could. But they really came back, and you can get a a 30-year conventional fixed mortgage rate right now, Jim, for under 3% here locally. Uh, Your FHA and your VA loans are a little bit higher. FHA for a 30-year conventional fixed is at 3.5, and your VA is at 3.125 for a 30-year fixed uh, rate. And um, I think as long as these interest rates stay stable, they're going to be 
we're going to have an active market. I think the other thing that we're seeing is um, the refi market. You know, the refi market was just buzzing, you know, as we got into February, March, and and prior to that, maybe a year or so. And so um, um, I I heard a, a stat yesterday that the refis were up. As the interest rates went down again, the refis went up, and I and I thought to myself, how how who didn't refinance their house in this right. in this in this boom of these interest rates? Who didn't refinance? But then I also know that there are what I call perpetual refinancers. They will refinance their house every couple of years. They'll pull money out. They'll do whatever. And so people just do that. It's just part of the market. And so I don't think I don't think that the percentage of refinances is as high as it was. But to see that the applications for refinances have gone up in the last couple of weeks, just another indicator that I think that people um, people are tapping into the equity on their houses. Uh, they're they're doing what they do with it. They're you know paying down debt. They're buying second houses. They're buying toys. Whatever. I don't know. But uh, I think the in in general, Jim, the real estate economy here locally and and I know across the country is just very good right now. And I'm, I, I hope it stays strong. I'm going to hate to see it go south, but um, my hope is that um, it's just uh, everybody wants to own a home and it's it's going to stay strong. Sorry about my dog here. I record this at home and, and uh, we've got a, we've got a service guy outside and he's really wanting to go after that guy. Oh, so I thought the that. dog wanted to get on the radio. <laughs> well, I thought the dog wanted to be part of the interview here. I, Apparently he wants to be interviewed, but and, and Thomas is very protective of everywhere he's at. So I think I got him under control. Um, I was trying to find some some uh, stats here real quick. I haven't been able to pull them up, so I'll do that next week, Gary. But here the 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 market has been um, very very uh, over and above historics as a whole. You were talking about all those numbers in those communities where how many houses they have sold. It's the same here, you know. They're, they're, it's it's a historic high, um, so it's very interesting that I think our markets are are sort of are, are sort of similar uh, in terms of how busy they are, and in terms of how uh, I think I think COVID has affected, um, you know, the real estate markets in both Florida and in the Twin Ports because people can live where they want uh, and still have their same job wherever that company is. Um, but you're right. I think that a lot of that has to do with how many doctors and, and, and other employees are coming in for what's going on with the um, with the hospital additions, you know, up there. I think that's going to make a huge impact. Um, my question for you, Gary, and I don't know how much time we have left. We've got about two minutes. Uh, okay. Um, have you seen any increases in um, developments, you know, for new construction? Because I'm thinking that time is right that some – Somebody's got to take a big swath of land up there and 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 you know turn it into a new housing development. How's that going? Well, I not in Duluth. Uh, you know, I think Hermantown obviously has exploded with sure. new new home construction, but I, I don't. I think Duluth is lagging in there. I think you're starting to see a little bit more new houses, you know, being built here in the Twin Ports, but but not certainly not as many as Hermantown, and uh, uh, and so. 
whether that changes or not, I certainly don't know. But but I do think this some of the existing subdivisions that are, are there, you know, and I talk about Hartley Estates. You got the Northland Estates. You've got uh, uh, Parkwood, you know, up in sure. Piedmont, which was I believe what the, the original subdivision in the city of Duluth for residential housing. But when those houses come on the market in those subdivisions, especially on those eastern ones, they're they're hot. I mean, people are buying them. I mean, I think it's it's just a, yeah. a very active market, and what what happens when we start getting all this these these doctors and staff and everything that are going to want these upper end houses, you know, and they and they and we don't have enough inventory to supply them. What are they going to do? You know, and I think you're at a point right. where they're going to have to start building some of these somewhere. I don't know where that's going to be, but um, I don't haven't seen any new subdivisions being built here in in Duluth. Uh, in quite some time, and I think if I if I'm correct that the Apple Ridge subdivision up there uh, in the Kenwood Duluth Heights area off of Arrowhead Road, that was probably one of the last subdivisions. Um, I think you've got the um, there's the one that's up off of Rice Lake Road. I, the, the name escapes me right at the top of my head, but they built all those townhomes back in there, and 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 across the way they have some some pretty nice houses as well. Jim, uh, we have to take a break here, folks. You're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We've got Mr. Greg Fulmer from Greg Fulmer Commercial Real Estate coming up for our next segment. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome back to this last or second to last segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodney and Gary Callagher here from Remax, and we have special guests. Long time guest. We've had this guy on for um, I don't know, Greg. How many how many times do you think you've been on our show? Like fifteen, I would think. No, not that many. Uh, you know, for the first tw- for the first how many years that we've been doing the show since two thousand eight, you weren't on the show at all. Yeah, you guys didn't invite me for many many years. I think I had to ask. <laughs> well, I met I met many times. Well, know. I think we, I think we got think a half a dozen or you know six seven yeah. times something like. He's that. He's going to start to rival Barbara Monty for the. Uh, Top guest on the go. show, so but it. but it's a pleasure to have you here. You're you're a great guest, and there's a lot of good information that you have. So we do appreciate you coming on. Well, that's a very kind Mr. thing Greg to Fulmer, say. Everybody, <laughs> there are no plus there necessary. All right, here's my one question that I wanted to ask you. Yeah, um, with you selling all this big time commercial real estate, when are you going to get in a plane and come down to Florida? And you know, I, I think you just call it a cabin, Greg, that you could buy down here. When when are we going to get that done? Well, I'm not going to buy a cabin in Florida, but, uh, you know, I get down to Florida about once a year um, in the last few years because I, you know, have some friends down there and I visit them and do a little fishing and hanging out and that's about it. Uh, but I'm not real consistent on that. But yeah, Florida's nice. I like it down there. You could swim down there. Right. I could swim. Down right. there. I'm just trying to make some money here. That's all. Well, I, and I got nothing for, for you the, there. You know, the good I mean, guy. Yeah, I just. I mean, I, if you own a bar, you might make money <laughs> off me there. <laughs> Why wouldn't a guy? Yeah, I know. Uh, all right, Greg. Uh, we want some updates here. What's going on on some of these properties that you have? Uh, for sale and that the public knows very well. Well, the last time Greg was on, which was a couple of weeks ago, we had a conversation about the historic building and and that's a done deal. Um, And that's going to close, I think, sometime in mid-October. And then there, we talked a little bit about the Central Up on the Hill, and you said that they were there were purchase agreements, but nothing happened. And then I think several days after that, that you were on the show, the news reported that the uh, school district had wanted to move forward with accepting an offer on that place. So give us an update. So really what happened there is, of course, we do have the historic building under contract, and we've had it under contract for almost a year. And what happens is it takes the developer 270 days for the public approvals process for TIFT 
TIF and historic tax credit. So we've had it under contract. It's been pending, and we haven't been showing it to anyone else. And we will, we'll close that one in uh, mid to late October. And then that same developer, Saturday Property Group, is purchasing the Central High School site on top of the hill as well, and they intend to do uh, you know, apartment units up there, um, in phases over, over, uh, probably about five years. And so I think the initial idea, which is prior to their real in-depth planning is around 500 units up there. That would be Lakeview facing. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of what's going on up there. I don't know if I answered the full question. Was wow. more? Well, have they, have they accepted the purchase agreement yet? So the city, or excuse me, the school district, uh, approved the terms of the purchase agreement, which we've been working on that for a year also. Basically, essentially, that's been pending for all intents and purposes because I can't take the month's worth of process in dealing with one guy, turn around and throw him down the back stairs with his offer and go try to do the same work with another guy. So we've really been focused on this Saturday property group because they've been so consistent, so good to work with, and we know they have the, the finishing power to do this stuff. So, um, so the answer is we just finished negotiating a purchase agreement in the terms for the deal up on top of the hill. And yeah, the intention is to have that signed in the next couple weeks, but it has to go through, you know, minor housekeeping items between the two attorneys, which I think is going to happen over the next week or two. Couple, but otherwise, it's, it's primarily ready to sign and agreed upon on the major elements. A couple questions. I think the News Tribune reported the price at like $7.4 million, Yeah. Right in there. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is that there was a year-long due diligence yeah, period. That's about right. So these people could back out of this deal within the next year. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. What, what, in your opinion, what's the likelihood that that's going to happen? Uh, I think the likelihood of that happening is pretty, 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 pretty limited. Like, I mean, almost zero. Uh, but there's always a chance. And so... What do they have to... What, what, what's going to take them a year to figure out on this thing? So right now, there's a furious process going on related to master planning the entire site. And so that means utility infrastructure, roads, and that type of stuff. So all of that stuff, both parties have to agree on because the school district's going to keep 20, approximately a third of the site, about 20, I think 28 acres in the least valuable area in the back to develop their, for their uh, busing department or the transportation department facilities management and the administrative offices will be built in the back. Um, and so they have a planning process that has to coincide with the planning process of the developer for their housing because of the roads and utilities that they'll both be using. And so all of those processes take a lot of time with the city. And so each party has a right to back out. But that process is going to happen pretty quickly over about a period of 75 days for review for each party and then agreement on how the master planning looks. But after that, then it gets into the public approvals process for TIF districts um, and any other any other development um, tools that they'd like to employ or incentives they'd like to try to get from the developer side. So that takes that it just takes that long for them to work through those processes with the city. So in the meantime, they're going to be developing the old historic yes central, yes. and then they're going to be working on on this. And one of the things you know we've talked. Or, or there's been talk about these utilities, the infrastructure in that building uh, up on the hill. And I'm, I've always been curious, and I've never looked it up, as to where, how the water lines run, how the sewer line runs. And I know that there's an old reservoir down the hill from that. And is there anything associated with that, or are they going to have to supply 
all new lines up to the building. And and there's a front to the building, and then there's a back entrance to that building. And is there any utilities that are going to be going down? I believe that's off of Blackman Avenue, off of Central Entrance that come, comes in behind it. Yeah. So there's utilities to the main building right now, and that also extends utilities down to the um, – the STC building down the hill from there, which is a nice building actually in decent and newer condition. So that has value. The developer will own that in the end and they'll probably probably try to use that as community buildings for their apartments, uh, apartment development. Um, We tried to kind of hold it back in case the district needed it and it just became too cumbersome to try and do. And it wasn't going to have great road access to it. We delivered it to the developer, which made a lot of our other negotiable items much easier as it related to utilities, but they will disconnect the utilities at the, the main school building and disconnect that line to the Votech building or the STC building, and that will all get new utility infrastructure, and I think it's all going to come off the central entrance. That's got to be incredible. I mean, at, at, yeah. when that building was built in 1973, I mean, I can't imagine how difficult it was to get utilities up that hill to begin with. Yeah. But now that they got to do it again, that's going to be something that we're going to have to watch because that's uh, that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, the estimates on it are you know significant, and I don't really know a lot about it. Again, there's there's engineering groups that have a have a much greater handle on this than I do, and but all of that stuff is primarily kind of understood right now there's some mapping associated with it that's that's showing that coming straight up off central entrance um the road itself never actually had utilities in it it all came in through that back and through the end from below and so now it's going to come up part of it's going to come up that i'm aware of off of central entrance but the road there was never made to be a city road or it was it was a private drive essentially now it's going to be built or i should say rebuilt to city um, drive to a city to a public street standard. So, will the city be investing money into the infrastructure and redoing the road going up to that site? Uh, is that city? Is that going to be city money or is that going to be private money? That's going to probably be a combination of both. Yeah, and I don't know what combination that is, and it will depend on those negotiations for what they're building. Um, How about the school district? Are they are they going to put any money into this type of a? Yeah, so the school district's going to basically improve their road from the end of that development to their development. But they're already in the process of planning and designing it because we, I think we're sharing the same um, civil engineering group. Um, and uh, so that so that's going to make the process easier so that we don't have one party developing and, and designing one way and one party thinking something else. So they're all going to be sharing in this and saving some, and there'll be some cost savings with that. And, uh, and then that's how it's going to be done, but it will be, the road will be improved by uh, the developer through his development agreement with the city. Jim, any questions? we got about two minutes. I've been just listening. Um, I don't really have any questions. I'm just so happy that all these things are happening and there's going to be some activity. I think the apartments up over the hill are going to be awesome. Um, the view up on the central site up above the hill there is just amazing. And I'm just <laughs> I'd cur- love to stay in one. I'm sorry, Jim, to jump in here, but I just can't see. If you're talking another 500 apartment units, are we going to be able to support it? Um. It seems like you can. I mean, you you just did an interview talking about you know the this, lack of housing and and what I what well, I well that's noticed. residential housing. I'm, yeah, we're well, talking these are residential here. income. But you can't find product right now, and I'm part of the baby. 
boomer group. I'm the last year of it. I mean, you, you're in there. I think you're at the first year of it. Or no, or, no, or, no, or, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm a little bit closer to you. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean guys, you know guys like us want to eventually get out of houses you you much sooner than me but and then and then you'll you'll want an apartment up there with a lake view where you go hey and i think they're developing an amphitheater there's some theories about uh, the possibilities of sports domes you won't need the sports dome but the amphitheater might be nice for you to go watch you know and uh, some kind of uh, you know movie like you know some one of those old black and white ones that has sound well you can tell me down the road all you want here but uh i can still take you out and you know it and i know it so don't don't ever forget that that is awesome uh, we got a little under a minute in this uh, segment here jim uh any other questions for mr fulmer here i don't um other than um i i just think it's great i just like to make a comment that i think you've done a great job on these uh and you know to, to rid the city of the and the school district of some of this inventory is uh, is is obviously needed and uh, congrats. Thanks. We like the deal. It was a bad deal for them to continue owning stuff they didn't have any business using and weren't able to handle properly as well. They were going to be a bad steward of the historic building, and they just didn't have the need for that uh, view shed property that should go to private development anyway. Well, I'm going to echo that those comments as well. It's been a pleasure always to have Greg come in here and, and talk about this stuff, and it's very exciting for us to see this here and, and for us to hear about it. So we we thank you for your insight on all this stuff too. So, folks, uh, you've been tuned to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show uh, with Jim and Gary here, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the last segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here from Remax, along with uh, Greg Fulmer of Fulmer Commercial Real Estate. And, uh, Greg, I don't think we ever asked you to give out your phone number in case somebody wants to get a hold of you, so why don't you go ahead? Yeah, uh, to reach me is 218-310-0013, or you can get a hold of us through our website also at gregfulmer.com. All right. So, Gary, you had you had mentioned uh, in the last the last segment that you thought maybe is, is 500, or you wondered if is 500 apartment units too many, and I got to tell you, when we were talking earlier, um, we talked about the, the shortage as well, but... We also were talking about like the fires in California and how it's never really happened like this in our lifetime. And then go back to the point that Duluth is supposed to be um, the the city in the United States that is um, the safest from global warming. I, I can't imagine Duluth not continuing to just grow and grow and grow. I, I think those apartments will be swallowed up. What do you think? I think they will be. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and predict they're gonna be swallowed up fast. In other words, we we already see a lot of residential development going on in the city, and everyone we talk to is filling their their units just instantly. Now, I can't guarantee that's going to continue, but when you look at right. what you guys are talking about in your your residential segment, uh, and you talk about the influx of people that are coming from larger markets that don't have to be anywhere, internet being an important factor for those. Um, right. I think you're gonna again. You're gonna see. Uh, this market, especially one of the greatest outdoor markets that there are, is going to be that favored uh, location. And Duluth, I think, is going to find its time to be the top tier two city in the state. Um, you get a medical community like uh, Rochester. That's 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 an incredible thing. But uh, in our own right, we have uh, we can compete with anybody in the state for the best location to be. And our medical now is uh, achieving, you know unbelievable status so yeah and i do i do think that we really the um one thing that we have that a lot of these communities don't have is the lake yep the lake superior and that Agreed. some of the inland lakes too you know the, some of these bigger inland lakes are just phenomenal and so 
being able to offer that, you know, if you can put up with the cold weather, you know, what we deal with up here, uh, you know, for several months a year, this is a beautiful area up here. It's a great place. And, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm bullish on the area. I hope it all, uh, sustains itself, but, uh, yeah, I love the uh, growth. I got to believe too, these people are doing their homework and they do, they got to be smarter than us. Um, maybe, maybe not you, but no, but, they are, and they know they kind of know what's going on here. So yeah. you know, they wouldn't be investing this kind of money if they they didn't have an idea of what was yeah. going to go on. Yeah, no, I think it's a great opportunity. You'd love to say you think there's going to be some great growth here. You just don't know, right? And it's not all going to be seen in the city, but um, but it's it's just you have to expect it because it, it looks like that's you know it's our time for a while. Jim, we got uh, less than a minute here. You got any uh, final thoughts? Nope. Uh, I just think the market's crazy right now. And people ask me all the time, you know, what do you think's going to happen? I say, I don't know. But <laughs> when it all happens, we're all in the same soup. So, you know, if you're comfortable buying, go ahead and buy. If you want to wait, wait. I don't know. That's my thoughts. Again, I'd like to thank Mr. Greg Fulmer of Greg Fulmer Commercial Real mm-hmm. Estate for coming on the Twin Ports Real Estate Show here. And Greg, you're always welcome. Um, we can have an event here if you want. At some point, you can arm wrestle with me and I can we can prove to the Listeners, that I can take you out. I think that's a deal. I think we're. I think we're doing that. (laughs) Well, I'm coming back up. I'm going to be back up there on the fourth, and then I'm going to add in a 40 yard dash because I'll smoke both. Oh my god. That's it. We're be a well, we have to. We're we're going to have to have it wide open on Superior Street, folks. You've been tuned into the Twin Boards Real Estate <laughs> Show this weekend. Thanks for listening, uh, Jimmy and Gary. We'll be back next week. All right. Thanks, everybody.